That's my favorite tree over there, that oak tree. I go out there a lot, and you know, one day that oak tree was just an acorn. And acorns are, they're pretty tough. It could have stayed an acorn until it was either trampled on or thrown in the garbage or... And I don't know how old that tree is, but it's got to be older than this church and this parish. And it's almost like the tree knew a church would be here one day because it has this beautiful canopy, like for all of us to go under there and get out of the heat. It's, It's just beautiful what happened when that acorn broke and was planted and it grew. That's what Jesus is talking about today. Unless the grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Now, you know, when I was, well, I'm still this way, but when I was out in the pews, when I was, before I was a priest, and people would say things in the homily, I was always saying things like, yeah, but what does that mean? Or what does that look like? So I like to use a lot of images. And so when Jesus says those who love their life are going to lose it, what does he mean? And only those who lose their life will preserve their life for eternal life. So what does that look like? So I started thinking about myself, about the seed that dies. I never wanted to go back to the seminary to teach. I loved being a parish priest. And they would come asking every so often, and I said, no, I don't want to go. And the bishop didn't force me. And then finally, I just felt like, you know what? You got to do some payback in life. You just can't receive. I got great formation. I want to give it back. It's not my time. So I went, and that was really taking the seed, the seed of like staying in parish life and letting that die so that something else could happen. They told me five years. Three years in, the bishop says, I just made a 10. <laughs> My eighth year, we're, I'm watching uh, the Rays game with Bishop Lynch down at the seminary. So, a couple years, I'm coming back. I like to make it 15. So he says to me, you tell me when you want to come back. I said, you want me to tell you? you whenever you say you're coming back. I said, how about 12? <clears throat> That's the usual terms. Then when 12 comes, Monsignor Toops goes down to the seminary. I say, hey, can you stay a couple more years? (laughs) Finally, the bishop told me, I think they need you more here than back at home. Another time, the seed goes in the ground. I don't live in Tampa Bay anymore. I mean, I really wanted to come home. I love our area. I grew up here, part of my life. I love the people. I love the priests of this diocese. And you know, those were my two best years. And then the bishop called, and he said, I want you to come back to St. Lawrence. I was like thrilled, and I wanted to, so I'm going to send Father Chuck to be with you. <laughs> which, which he had been predicting for all that year, and I told him, Chuck, that's like the Cubs winning the World Series. It's never going to happen. <laughs> well, that did happen, too. So the first moment I was thrilled. And then the next day, I started remembering all the problems of being a pastor. (laughs) And I thought to myself, what have I just done? Do I really want to go back into all of that stuff? I mean, there's a lot of it that's great, but there's a lot of headaches. And those of you, you know, who run things, you know what I'm talking about. And then I had to plant a seed again. 
Because the next day I planted it and I said, Holy Spirit, this is yours. You show me the way. You show me how this is supposed to be. I'm not going to take control of this. And I felt such peace. And I would say for much of my three years here, I've had that, that feeling. Once in a while, I forget it, and I have to replant the seed again. So that's a few examples in my life of where you plant the seed, you have to die to something, to die to a certain way of thinking or a certain way of being or some way of living and let something bigger happen that God is in control of. So I started thinking of all of you for over the last three years. Have I seen this in you? And at first I said, oh, absolutely. I thought of a few people immediately. You know, where someone died. And eventually, going through the process of grief, they come to acceptance. They come to reaffirm their faith that their loved one is alive. And one day they'll see them. And they have that peace in their heart, even though they still miss them. And I've seen people come with illnesses or maladies. And at first, there's a shock of it. And, but then I see them die to what they want. And they say, I don't know where this is going. It's struggle. But I know you're with me. And there's a light that comes around them in the way they live their life. Then I started thinking of dozens of them. I thought of people who, like, who had uh, distance in their family, and they made the step to bury the grudge and be reconciled again. A family reunited. Oh, my gosh. People who are dealing with being out of work and how they're still walking the journey, not sure where it's going. Or people who are doing something wrong in their life. I'll hear this in confession in a general way. I can say they realize... I've got to stop that and let it die. And then the, the many I've heard who can't tell me, I'm going to church again, and I can't believe how different my life is. St. Lawrence has become a home for me. It really, when I started thinking, it's really in the hundreds. In just these three years. St. Lawrence, our patron right up there. You know, Monsignor Higgins... He's the one who picked Lawrence. I think I heard the story that he actually picked three saints. The, the bishop told him, pick three names. He picked two names that he knew the bishop would never name the church. <laughs> so the last one was Lawrence, spelled the Irish way, L-E-A-U. And the bishop said, okay, you can have Lawrence, but you got to spell it the American way. <laughs> so St. Lawrence. Now, here's the thing. There's a lot of churches all over, St. Peter, St. Paul, St. Mary, St. James and John, St. Stephen. They're all people who are in the Bible. So the scriptures are there. We get to know them through the scriptures and people feel very close to them. It's unusual that St. Lawrence, who's not in the scriptures because he lived 200 years after Jesus, why is he so loved? He was loved from the very beginning all the way through the centuries. The Pope, Pope Sixtus II, was martyred three days before him. There's not a lot of St. Sixtuses around. Why Lawrence? 
Not a lot of history from that time. There are stories. Stories get passed on. We have to technically call it a legend. But there must be some real truth to this legend that he so loved. There's a church built on his tomb in Rome. It's one of the seven principal churches of Rome. How beloved. I think it's because of this story that had to have its roots in real truth. St. Lawrence was about 30 years old, young by our standard. He's in charge of the money. He serves the poor, lame, the blind. So three days after uh, the Pope dies, Roman official comes to him and he says, I don't really mean you any harm, but I read your writings. It says, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. And it also says, you're not supposed to have material things. You're supposed to give up your things and give your life to God. So I'm asking you, I'm telling you, I want you to have the treasures. I know you use silver cups. I know you have gold uh, candlesticks. We need them for the, to build up the army for the emperor. So Lawrence says, he's very savvy, not unlike the founding pastor of this parish. He says, give me three days. I could see Monsignor Higgins doing this. He's, they want to take my money? No, they're not taking my money. <laughs> <laughs> so what he does is he sells it as fast as he can, and he gives it to all the poor people. He knows there's going to be no one to take care of him after this. He gives it to the blind, the lame, the leprous, the widows, and then he brings them all in on the third day. Talk about putting it in your face. Brings them all in. The emperor's official comes in. Here's the treasures of the church. And the guy signed his death warrant right there. And he gave up his life. Now he had to plant a seed there. He could have run away. He could have just appeased the emperor and given that stuff away. No. He planted that seed of his life so they could live. So that he could be like Christ. That's our patron. I think that's why he's loved so much. What an intercessor we have. What a model we have to stand up for others, stand with them, not to run away. As we continue our celebration today, we pray. Dear St. Lawrence, pray for us. Help us to plant the seeds in our life, the things that need to die, so that we can really, really be alive. Amen.